Hello and welcome to the Driven by Diversity podcast. I'm Mariana. And I'm Steph. And every week we shine the spotlight on underrepresented groups in the world of racing. Our guests share their journey into the sport and also delve into what diversity and inclusion means to them. We hope that we can provide you with real role models who you can relate to and who represent you. And more than that, that you'll feel inspired and encouraged to know that you can make it in motorsport, no matter your background. Making her way around the UK's racetracks one weekend at a time, today we speak to a production journalist at ITV Motorsport, who's been assisting with this season's broadcasting of the British Touring Car Championship. She has previous experience in print too, having been an FIA-accredited journalist, reporting on WEC, and F1 travel editor for Kettle Mag. Close to her heart, though, is marshalling and has been volunteering since 2017, getting close to the action at three Formula E races, amongst others, over the last few years. Fresh from completing her master's degree, her dissertation focused on the current barriers facing women of ethnic minority working in the broadcasting motorsport industry today. It's clear that our guest is hugely driven to change perceptions of both females and ethnic minorities in this space, having been shocked at the lack of representation through her own personal experiences within the roles that she's had. She's one to look out for behind the scenes, though. It's Sophia Bai. Thank you for joining us, Sophia. So in the last couple of months, you have completed your master's degree. Congratulations on that. And your dissertation was linked to motorsport and the topic of diversity within motorsport. So do you mind kicking off by sharing a bit more detail about that and some of the research that you did? Yeah, so I completed my master's in production management at the University of Salford. And part of my master's thesis was based on the lack of diverse role models within the TV industry, but I also focused on my own experiences working with ITV Motorsport and just in general growing up, there was a lack of diverse role models within the TV industry. You know, when people ask me, did you grow up with a, you know, a role model within the motorsport industry? I can't name any diverse role models. There was only, mm-hmm. you know, there was no people of color that I could look up to and say, yeah, I want to be like her. So. And just kind of focus on the barriers that face women today of ethnic minority trying to break into that industry. Quite actually interesting because the timing of my dissertation fit really well, really well, sorry, with the events that happened with the Black Lives Matter movement yeah, in June as well. So I had a lot of people speak to about that as well. Um, so yeah, I completed my master's recently and I got, a, I managed to get a first out of the dissertation. So, wow, well done. <laughs> so it worked out really, really well. That's brilliant and well done on the result. That's not easy to get, so good on you. Um, It sounds like a super interesting topic, which we will, of course, delve into in more detail a bit later in the conversation when we touch more on the diversity side of things. But you did mention your involvement with ITV and ITV Motorsport. Could you tell us a bit more about your journey into that role and what it entails? Yeah, so it's been kind of interesting because I got the role earlier this year in February, way before lockdown happened. Mm-hmm. So perfect timing. Um, it's been quite interesting because I used to work for ITV Entertainment. Um, so it's kind of a big balance there because moving from entertainment to sports, obviously there's a lack of females working in the sport industry today. And I mm-hmm. realized that as soon as I stepped in, there was only a, probably about three females. My production manager, Danny, she's a female, but there's only me and this other girl that work as part of the production team within ITV Motorsport. 
So it's quite, it's been quite interesting, but I've also managed to speak to Louise Goodman. She's one of the ITV commentators who works within IT Motorsport for the BTCC races. And when she first saw me, her eyes kind of dropped. She was like, what is this? What's going on? Like, you've never seen a diverse person work, work here before. So it was quite interesting because the responses that I had when I first announced that I had the job within IT Motorsport was quite mixed. So I had a positive, um, positive, you know, kind of mixed messages, but I had a lot of people saying, congratulations, you know, it's amazing. And, but then I had some kind of really, really, upsetting messages from people you know just saying you know why is why are you working with an IT motorsport you're a female you know nothing oh, about really? motorsport I had oh a lot God. of I had a lot of really 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 sad comments from people just saying you know what are you doing here go back to where you came from and what? it was really really sad and I called some of them out on social media but some of them I just thought I took a step back and it ruined my mood instantly yeah and you know from working from a to come where I've come from the past four years since I've graduated, to get that job was a massive thing for me, especially knowing that I wanted to work within motorsport all my life. Mm. But then for something that was meant to be the greatest time of my life, suddenly turned into a sad moment for me because mm -hmm. of the comments that I received, unwelcoming yeah. comments in my inbox from people that I didn't even know on Twitter either. So for them to say that without really knowing where, you know, how hard I've worked over the years, it was yeah. just a bit sad, really, and it kind of made me think twice: should I do this? Should I not? But then I thought, you know what? I need to. I need to say something because other people looking, you know, looking from my perspective, being the only Asian person working, a uh, female as well, working within the sport industry, we need to set an example for other people that want to work yeah. within that sector. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been quite interesting. I mean, being a production journalist, your day. My day is that it just goes being on the road all the time with the, with the production crew themselves. And obviously with BTCC, we work from Friday to Sundays mm -hmm. with a practice qualifying race day. Um, so it's a lot of traveling. It's a lot of long hours, but I couldn't think of anything great to do really in my life. Um, so to get that career and just to work somewhere where I can enjoy being where I am is a privilege itself. So yeah that the journey experience and the experience that I've gained over the years it's just it's been phenomenal really it's been amazing that's such a brilliant opportunity that you have in your hands and I'm so happy for you where you say that that's always been a dream and now you've got that that's just like it's just the beginning it's brilliant um but obviously it is also really sad that you have had those comments and but I what I would say is that similar to what you mentioned is that you need to be there in order for things to be right in the future so mm -hmm. you need to be there to set an example to be that role model for other younger girls of you know a similar background who can look up to you and and say okay there's someone who I can relate to and I want to be like her or I want to follow that you know kind of career path so good on you that's brilliant and um, I love that you're doing that Let's talk about how you got into wanting to be, you know, working in motorsports. You did, did say that's always been a dream of yours. Where did that stem from? Because we also mentioned the barriers that, that girls and people from minority backgrounds face, particularly within our industry of motorsport. How did you come into wanting to venture into a career in the industry? Well, growing up, um, being the youngest in the family, I've always had an older brother 
who was always into motorsports. So he was the kind of inspiration that I had growing up watching the Formula One races with him as a child. I had a passion and love for motorsport. It's always been there, but it didn't really dwell on me to pursue a career in motorsport itself until I started university. And there were so many sectors that you can work in nowadays, but just motorsport itself, you know, marshalling as well. I knew it's being a diverse female as well. There's always that stigma attached. You know, you're always thinking, am I going to make it as a diverse person? Am I going to make it as a female into this mm-hmm. career? Uh, you know, so I didn't really dwell on it that much. But as soon as I graduated um, and I got the job at ITV Studios, I knew this was my chance to move on to the sports sector. You know, I took that risk. I took that chance. I knew, you know, I was going to get a lot of criticism from people that didn't understand, you know, where I've come from, what, what I've done. But I networked with a lot of people within the ITV industry. And my production manager, she got in touch with the team within ITV Sport. Um, and I got asked to come by and have a look, you know, um, and have a talk with the production manager. And she's a female as well. She's called Danny, and she works for ITV Motorsport, um, which is quite interesting. So she's kind of my role model, actually. Because she's the, wow. yeah, so she's kind of um, my inspiration. But she sat down with me and she said, look, I've had a word with your production, you know, your producer. And she told me, you love motorsport. You won't stop going banging on about it. Every <laughs> um, <laughs> and is this what you want to do? And, you know, you, let's talk about your previous experience. And we just kind of went on from there. And little did I know she was actually interviewing me, interviewing me at the time for a job. Uh, I had no <laughs> oh, that's idea. So funny. <laughs> so uh, during the middle of the interview, um, she said, "Look, we've got a position available next year as the new season starts um, for the B2CC race. Would you like to join us?" And I just kind of, Amazing. I was gobsmacked. I was like, "What is going on?" Um, so yeah, I took that head on, and I didn't let anything stop me because, like you said, obviously, if there's no one to look up to. When, you know, there's who's gonna, you know, who's gonna set that example? Who's gonna crush those barriers that are currently facing people of, you know, minority like ourselves working mm-hmm. in this industry? It's got to start somewhere. So I'm kind, I'm quite grateful to be the only Asian female setting that example right now for other young people that will look up to us and say, look, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can work in the spot, then maybe I can in the future. So yeah, it's been really, really interesting to do that. That's super cool. And actually, even though in hindsight, you're probably like, oh my God, I can't believe that was an interview. I wish I'd uh, <laughs> been given the heads up. It's probably better that it happened that way because then you didn't have the pressure of like, oh my God, I need to um, I need to impress. Yeah. But it actually fell into place quite nicely there. Uh, you mentioned that you moved over from the entertainment side to the motorsport side and the sports side more generally. Did you find any big changes in transitioning from the role that you're doing in terms of how you how you approach things within the sports sector that might be helpful for other people who want to make that jump over or uh, trying to pursue a similar career path? Oh, yes, definitely. So one of the first things I noticed was the lack of females. <laughs> um, in entertainment, as you can guess, a lot of females would be interested to work on various TV dramas, soaps. And for me, it wasn't my thing. I always knew it wasn't my thing, but I knew it was a pathway to get into where I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew as soon as I gained that experience, I had my foot in the door, I could yeah. easily move to the sports sector. Um, but one advice I would give to people that are moving for entertainment into sport is to be prepared, know your stuff, have the experience. Don't be afraid to speak out about, you know, your previous experience. If you have a portfolio or if you can network, network as much as you can because it really, really does help. 
And even if you volunteer, you know, park work experience anywhere and it's unpaid, it still counts as well. Um, and yeah, just don't be afraid because just because you stand out, I think they're looking more than ever nowadays for people that actually do stand out. So don't be afraid, you know, take that chance to take that risk because, you know, you never know it might pay off like it did with me. Yeah, it really has paid off for you. Um, I know you haven't been working in the role for a super long time, but so far, what have been some of the highlights of actually working in the sports side now that you're there? One of the highlights is being at a racetrack every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dream. (laughs) The dream. Um, Rain, snow, you know, sunshine. I'd love, you know, it doesn't bother me, you know, because I'm watching the race itself. But speaking to the presenters, I mean, I had the opportunity to speak to Louise on the very first day. And it was really, really exciting because obviously I had, I, I realized who she was from a young age because, you know, I've, you know, watched BTCC from a young age with my brother anyways. But speaking to Paul O'Neill, that was quite interesting because he was also shocked to see a diverse female working within ITV Motorsport as well. Um, and he was asking me, you know, are there only many other females that want to move into ITV Motorsport? And I said, well, I don't know because I've, you know, I've only worked yeah. here since February, but he, he's hoping to see more diverse people work within ITV as well. But it's been really interesting speaking to him as well because, you know, they've given me a lot of advice and support and it's really encouraging as a diverse person to have that and mm. just to move forward with that. I think without them, I, I would have just been like, no, I can't do this because it is really, really overwhelming being the only diverse female working within the production crew and always going on the road. You think, you know, am I part of the community? Do I belong here? Is, am I out of place? So, yeah, it's been really interesting. And that's been the main highlight to speak to them both. Is that something that is always in the back of your mind then? You know, because for some people, they might not sort of label themselves as a female in motorsport, for example, and it, it might not, they might not realize that it's a barrier until they come across to that hurdle and realize, okay, that glass ceiling is there because of X, Y, and Z, the label. Is that is that always in the back of your mind? Not really. I mean, at first, I was like, okay, I'm a female. This is, will this stop me from pursuing what I want to pursue? But then once you're in there, it, you kind of take the opposite lead. So you're thinking, okay, there's no one else here that's a diverse female. So I'm going to yeah. be the first one. I'm going to set that example for somebody else that wants to work here. So you kind of change that mentality in your head. And you're kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to set an example. I'm not going to let this stop me. You've got that ambition. You've just got to keep on going. What I seem to think nowadays that people do is just because they've had a few setbacks, they lose that ambition along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most, you know, you can't do that in this industry. You've got to keep going. The mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is lose that ambition. You can't, you know, because you you love motorsport for a reason. The people, the drivers, you're there for a reason. And I never thought in a million years that I'd be working within ITV Motorsport. But growing up as a kid, you know, idolizing the sport itself. Here I am. I'm setting barriers. I'm breaking barriers for people yeah. like myself. My little cousin, she asked me actually a few months back. She was like, "Are you the only Asian person working in ITV?" And because she couldn't see anybody else there, um, and I Zoom called her, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm the only one there." That's, you know, Aww. and she didn't understand. And she even questions um, with marshalling itself when she looks on the website. She only sees, you know, she doesn't see any diverse person there. And she questions mm-hmm. that. She thinks, you know, well, what are you doing there kind of thing? And I'm, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to tell her from a young age, you can, you can break that barrier. So it is really important to set that example. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned marshalling there, and we will get on to that. But for for now, I just want to ask you about your previous experience with WEC, because it's not just BTCC that you have experience with. You've also been a correspondent in the World Endurance Championship, and you were actually an FIA-accredited journalist at the race meetings, which is really, really cool. Tell us more about this and your experience here. So before I did that, actually, I was an F1 um, travel editor for Ketter Magazine. So I worked for Ketter Magazine while I was, I was at university. So I did um, a bit of writing and reporting, but then I, be- I went along to become an editor for F1. Um, mm-hmm. So I got some experience within that. And then on LinkedIn, one of the guys contacted me saying, look, we've got a position available as a correspondent, um, you know, on our team. Would you like to join? So... I just kind of went along with it and even though I prefer TV over print I thought you know it's something out of nothing really and mm-hmm. it'll just go along with my portfolio um but yeah it was it was only for a short run but it was quite interesting because obviously with print people don't look at your face they don't know what color you are they don't know if you're female you know it's just written words so I didn't get as much criticism as I did with ITV Motorsport so yeah it was quite interesting but I just wish I would have covered more of it, um, only because I I have a little understanding with WEC. I do go to the races, but I'd, if I had a chance, I'd encourage anyone to do it because it does, you know, lead to more stuff in the future. What were your experiences at the race meetings as an accredited journalist? Did was there much diversity there in terms of both Asians or minority ethnic backgrounds and also females? Surprisingly, there was. So I went to the Silverstone endurance race meeting um, and there were a few, there's probably around six diverse um, motorsport journalists. A few were males, but there were some females as well. Um, it wasn't as shocking as you working in the TV industry. I think it's more easier nowadays to easily work as a, you know, a, a print journalist than it is with TV. Um, it's not as much restricted as it is, as it used to be, but um, just looking back on my experience as well, there were more females, surprisingly as well, as males. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't, I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel, you know, unwelcome or anything. I felt really comfortable. I felt in my zone. I felt really excited to be there. I did my job. Um, I connected with the other people as well. So it was interesting um, just to, you know, grasp that as well. That does sound like a really cool experience and hopefully you do get more opportunities to cover some of that. As as you said, it sounds like there's um, plenty more for you to get stuck in with on that side. What are your next sort of steps career-wise? Like what is the goal? What are you working towards now? Because obviously you've achieved one of the massive goals working within ITV Motorsport, but what's next? Well, enough's never enough for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A lot of people say, God, you're doing this and you're doing that. And you're doing X and Y. But <laughs> for me, um, there's always something that needs to be done. And since I've completed my master's, my main goal is to eventually become a production manager um, within the TV sector. So whether that's motorsport, entertainment or news, whichever, that's my main goal. Because um, in the hierarchy, production managers are usually up there. Whereas, you know, well, I've got the experience and everything, but I just... That's my main goal, but to get there, I know it's going to be a long-term thing, but just to break those barriers along the way, that's what I want people to understand. It's not an easy ride. There's going mm-hmm. to be people that criticize you along the way. There's going to be some setbacks, but just to keep pushing towards that goal is going to be a challenge, a challenging time for myself. 
Um, so yeah, just to be a production manager in the future, that, that's my end game. That's my goal. I'm sure that you'll get there. You sound very determined and <laughs> ambitious. So I have absolutely no doubt that that will materialize in a matter of time. You mentioned earlier um, that one of your highlights was um, chatting to some of the presenters at some of the racetracks and the fact that they were quite supportive and like open to um, the diversity side of things within motorsport, which links quite nicely into one of the articles that you did recently with Racing Pride and you touched on the importance of being an ally. Can you expand on that a bit more and why you feel like it's so important and what people can actually do to be a good ally, having experienced it yourself within your your role? It's important because obviously you've got to acknowledge the fact that there's an issue in the first place because a lot of people tend to turn a blind eye that there's a lack Mm -hmm. of diverse people. And usually you think, oh God, because it's such a touchy topic talking about diverse, you obviously get a lot of criticism and a lot Mm -hmm. of backlash. So just... Speaking to them, obviously, Ian really, really did encourage me to speak out. It wasn't until I spoken to Paul or Louise or Tim mm-hmm. in, for that fact, um, until I spoke to them, that's when I decided to speak out on social media about the lack of diverse motorsport marshals in the UK. Okay. It just gave me that encouragement and bravery to speak up and say, look, there's an issue going on here. We need to resolve this and to ensure the younger generation can actually, you know, do the things that I'm doing and not, you know, be set back or worry about, you know, are, are we going to fit in? Are we going to, mm-hmm. are we going to get there eventually? Because there's a lot of initiatives coming into plan. And I know um, Lewis Hampton speak, has spoken about this a couple of times and he's gotten a lot, lot of backlash. But then again, if he doesn't speak up, he gets a lot of backlash. But then if he does speak up, he gets backlash. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, no winning. There's no winning really. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of like, younger generation that now need somebody to show them the way and I think having Louise and Paul speak to me they kind of opened my eyes that I need to do something about it and I can't just sit back because sometimes people just draw away from the narrative that something needs to be done and they often say oh well there's not an issue and you know they take it as a bad thing but I think it's just an opportunity for them to work you know work on the issue itself you know, um, especially with marshalling, there's a lot that needs to be done there that I'm sure we're going to talk about later on. Yeah, let's go straight into the marshalling. Can you tell us more about um, your experience as a marshal and how you got into it and what it's been like? So I started as a motorsport marshal back in 2017. Um, I tried a day out as a um, I tried a day out as a marshal in the Taser days at my local race circuit in Alton Park. Um, Another time, I didn't really acknowledge the lack of diverse motorsport marshals. I was just, I was just so focused on trying the day out itself and seeing what entailed. Um, and I have marshaled a couple of events um, in New York for the Formula E race, and that's been a real eye opener because the the amount of diverse motorsport marshals over there compared to the UK, it's just huge. Okay. Um, now moving on to the lack of diverse motorsport marshals in the UK. I only realized that there was a lack of diverse motorsport marshals when I looked on the website and when I looked at the social award events that's been happening for the last three, four years. And in the pictures, there's no person of color that's there as a motorsport marshal. So I reached out to the BMC UK, um, the national chairman, and she said, look, you know, this is something that we can work on, but I'm not too sure how you know if we've got any diverse motorsport marshals in the UK, and if we do, how 
how many we do. Um, mm-hmm. So I reached out to the members, membership services team at Motorsport UK and they supplied me with some information on the lack of diverse motorsport marshals and they gave me some figures. So the current male motorsport marshals in the UK at the moment is over 8,000 yeah, 8, people and the lack of um, female motorsport marshals in the UK is just about, I think, 1,500. So it's gone up 20% from last year, which is great. But then I also got told that there's no figures for any diverse motorsport marshals in the UK. And this may change in the future. And she said that there might be only at least four diverse motorsport marshals in the UK. And that to me was just shocking. I mean, Mm, if you look at the figures, you can have over 8,000 male UK motorsport marshals and over 1,000 female motorsport marshals in the UK. But the lack of diversity in motorsport marshalling does need to be acknowledged hugely. And it wasn't until I acknowledged this on my social media accounts that a lot of motorsport marshals reached out to me and said, we didn't know this was an issue until you pointed it out yourself. So it has been interesting to see, you know, talk about this certain issue in motorsport today. Yeah, because that is a massive discrepancy. And it's actually shocking that four... I mean, obviously, we don't know if that's um, that figure is accurate because obviously there doesn't sound like there's been the reporting there to actually, you know, see like the breakdown of the the backgrounds and diversity within um, marshals in the UK. But still, if you know, going by the fact that there's only one thousand or so females and then eight compared to eight thousand males, that's also quite a huge discrepancy. But do you, through your research with your dissertation that obviously focused on this, what did you find to be the main barriers that were sort of blocking access for people from diverse backgrounds? So what I tend to find out was, um, and this was, this came from the national chairman of the BMMC UK, um, she told me that the marshalling rules hadn't really come into effect as of yet. She also did say that, you know, the opportunity to recruit more diverse UK motorsport marshals is hugely being missed. I mean, even mm-hmm. in the all sport shows every year in January, when you go to the marshalling motorsport stand, there's no diverse motorsport marshal that's volunteering there to say, look, there's a person of colour here that can, you know, represent the team itself. There's no point saying, you know, we're, we're inclusive and we're diversive when on the website there's no diverse motorsport marshals being representative anywhere. Um, but even talking about this issue itself, getting the figures from Motorsport UK, I just think if, if you're recruiting more UK Motorsport Marshals and you need more Motorsport Marshals, I think you should reach out to a wider, diverse audience, you know, yeah. and that way you can get more Marshals and that way you can say you are recruiting more diverse Marshals as well as being, res- you know, inclusive as well in itself. And that's something that really upset me because going to race meetings myself, I've been to a few last year and I felt a bit out of place because you can't connect with other certain marshals because of certain cultural barriers so they can talk about certain things where you kind of feel secluded in that sense Mm -hmm. and I think you know I'm not saying that they're discriminating or anything I just think there's a huge opportunity that's being missed for them to recruit more diverse motorsport marshals in the UK because if they can have it anywhere else in the world especially in the USA I'm pretty sure they can have it in the UK because we have a lot of UK motorsport diverse fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There is some work to do there. 
but hopefully this will now be sort of picked up as a priority to address and I know that I don't know if you saw on Mercedes social channels I think it was yesterday uh, a few days ago actually they had an interview with an, an Asian motorsport marshal yeah. um so and she mentioned as well about the autosport stand didn't she where yeah. you know there's there's no diverse sort of representation there so it's quite hard for anyone to sort of pick someone out as a role model that you know they identify with it's quite difficult for someone with a diverse background to actually see themselves there yeah it's quite Mm. interesting that you mentioned that because um I actually spoke to I've been speaking to actually for the past um few weeks ever since I saw that interview I reached out to her immediately and I was like it's quite odd that this the timing of this interview came along as long with my dissertation (laughs) Um, I haven't, I've never met her in my life. I didn't even know she existed. There was another diverse motorsport marshal in the UK until I saw that interview. So it was quite heartwarming to see that interview itself. But, um, looking at the interview, what really, you know, intrigued me was the fact that she said that she asked to be a volunteer at Autosport on the marshalling stand, but she heard nothing back. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I was like, well, what happened there? Did they kind of brush that off or did she get back to him? Did they, you know, I was wondering why that happened, but then she also did mention when she looked around and there wasn't any other person of colour, um, you know, as a motorsport marshal at the race meetings. And it just comes to show that something needs to be done because it's yeah. not only me that's saying it, it's another one, you know, another diverse motorsport marshal that's saying there's a lack of motorsport marshals going on. But um, I did contact her and she did say a lot of the stuff that I was saying. Um, and we also did express our interests um, to be part of the motorsport uk's new equality diversity and inclusion committee they've not announced fully yet when it'll take place they're still trying to get back to a lot of people but you know if i can get through to that committee in motorsport uk it'll be a huge change for a lot of people especially in the marshalling world to be represented and understood so fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed for that that would be brilliant and I think it's really a testament to yourself as well how proactive you are about this. It's it, it's people exactly like you that drive the change in this in this sort of area. So good on you for pursuing it so relentlessly and in the different areas that you're working in as well, whether it's marshalling or the production side of things. That's honestly exactly what this cause needs. Uh, you also have some links with Driven by Diversity. <laughs> so... Could you tell us about some of the things that you are hoping to work on, maybe alongside Driven by Diversity, or just within the different areas that you're already involved with, for example, the marshalling and production going forward? Like, are there any sort of projects that you you are really hoping to drive forward? Well, with Driven by Diversity, as you can imagine, it launched this year. Um, and I got told by a mutual friend that this initiative was happening and immediately drew me to be an advocate for a great cause because obviously mm-hmm. being a person of colour myself I have an important role to play for the younger generation that look up to me or just look to look up to anyone in this industry and say look she's um she's leading an example by my you know in this industry say I'm not only a female but I'm a person of colour that's breaking two barriers there two main barriers that a lot of people struggle with and I'm hoping to work and a great initiative with Kaylee Plant. She was a motorsport marshal that had an interview with Mercedes a while back. Um, we're not sure quite what we're going to do yet, but I know we've got something good coming up next year because due to COVID, there's only certain things that we can do. We're limited to doing yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, but I did speak to Louise Goodman as well, and she did actually mention a few things covering the main 
topic about martial martials and what they do. So if we could do an ITV special documentary about martial martials of South in the UK, that'd be amazing. Um, that's one of the things that I really want to do. And I'll see why it can't, you know, happen in the future. Um, but I just want to get the word out, really. I think that's the main thing, just acknowledging that there's a huge gap. And I, and I'm, I am quite aware that being a multi-spot marshal is volunteering based. You don't get paid for it. It's a hobby. It's an interest. Mm. But there's no reason why we can't recruit more diverse multi-spot marshals in the UK. There can't just only be three or four diverse multi-spot marshals out of, you know, 9,000 yeah. in the UK. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. And to say, you know, now the rules haven't come into effect yet. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, next year that these figures change and we can get an actual huge figure for amount of diverse multiple martial in the UK and that I can, you know, be a part of something that can create this change within the community itself. I think it was really good to get such a unique insight from Sophia from both the production and the marshalling side but of course not so great to hear about how little diversity she has experienced within both of those roles. I agree and the lack of diversity in terms of female representation and individuals from ethnic backgrounds. She really stressed the lack of diversity on both fronts but highlighted the importance of setting the example to others and the power that this can have in terms of inspiring others as well. Yeah, and that's a sentiment that we've had echoed by other guests too. And Sophia also shared how much of a difference having allies within the industry has made to her, whether it's her colleagues at ITV or the presenters that she meets on track. The support and encouragement from these individuals gave her that extra confidence to continue pursuing her passion. And for any people out there still wondering why it is still so important to vocalize your support for diversity and other big issues, that is the perfect example of why. Being a good ally can make such a difference to how welcome a person feels. It really can. Sophia also had some valuable advice for any budding production journalists too. Know your stuff, speak up and build your portfolio. It was a pleasure to have Sophia join us on the pod as she is so passionate about this topic. And if you want to keep up with her, you can catch her on Instagram at sby underscore x or on Twitter at Miss Sophia By. Want to know what we're up to too? Follow us on Insta at We Are Driven by Diversity. As always, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review, and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>